Hey there and welcome back to the Kobe Simit audio experience. In this episode, we're talking about how to leverage your management system to help your business to succeed. About halfway through the episode, I'm talking about the tactics, tips and tricks, the little workshop that you can run in your organization with your team to really unpack some really low hanging fruit and really drive performance improvements across your organization. If you're not following me already, go and check me out on LinkedIn. Drop me a comment on my page or send me a direct message on LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought. We are curating the people that talk about leadership. They talk about strategy. We talk innovation. We talk creativity. We talk big ideas. They're here to help you. This is Talking Business. Hey there, and welcome to this month's webinar with Best Practice. If you're somebody who is working in a management position, if you're somebody who's working with a team, supporting a team, if you're a team leader, if you're a business leader, you're gonna to wanna to listen to this particular webinar where we're talking about leveraging your management system to the best of your ability, getting the biggest possible return on your investment in building out your business management system. Okay, so, I have a question for everybody that uh, I'd like to ask you guys before we kick this off. What is the biggest challenge that you think that you've got either personally or professionally or in your organization between now and the end of 2019 or even from now till the end of the quarter? So if you're watching this particular webinar after 2019 and we're into 2020, what's the biggest challenge that you've got this quarter? I've got some great people here in the studio that I need to say thank you to, so you might hear some noise in the background. I've got Alexi and Vanessa helping me, and our webinars here at Best Practice never run without technological issues, and we've just had a few, uh, changing uh, equipment and devices and, and lots of things going on. So it wouldn't be a webinar here at Best Practice if we didn't have some technical challenge to solve before we go live. This is live, uh, and, and there's always an issue. Okay, so. Really today, uh, this is one of the advertised webinars that we advertise in the back of our certified magazine. The magazine is available on our website. If you wanna go to bestpractice.biz and click on the Training Academy icon, that will take you through to the store where you can download your free copy of issue five of Certified. And this is the first webinar in the series for the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Uh, so they're all pre-advertised, they're all they're live once a month, this particular time every month we go live with these great webinars. And I've got some great content. Okay, let's get into it. Um, my name's Kobe Simmet, I'm the group CEO here of the Best Practice group of companies. That includes Best Practice, the Best Practice Training Academy. It includes Best Practice Talent, which is our recruitment business. It includes Next Practice, um, which is our business coaching business. So if you're somebody who's looking to really unleash the potential in your organization, either in your team, in your organization, uh, we're building out an organization with a group of companies that really helps to talk to some of the pain points. And one of the biggest pain points is that very high statistic of business failure rates. Okay, so I've been giving some feedback um, and I'm getting some questions and comments. So I can see your comments coming through. Vanessa's just given me the dashboard so I can see that. So if you have got a question as I go through this particular webinar, uh, give me a shout out and, uh, and ask me that question. Uh, we're also recording this particular webinar for our podcast. That'll be launched on Spotify within a couple of days uh, and it'll also come up on Google Cast and it will also come up on, where's the other place we've got podcasts? 
SoundCloud. So SoundCloud, Spotify, and Googlecast will be uh, where our podcasts are coming up. So we are recording the audio. Uh, we've got about 10 different devices running right now so we don't lose anything. Okay, let's get into it. I really wanted to start this webinar. It is my objective to help you understand how you can leverage your business management system to get some really great growth and improvement out of your organization. Excellent. Thanks, Jojo. Thanks, uh, Mashad Leroux, uh, if I said that per, for you. Um, okay, could you help me with assignment in security management? Yes, I can. Uh, improving time management and planning for 2020, auditing consulting business. Absolutely, I can help everybody there. So I'll get to those questions on the dashboard. Okay, so yeah, keep commenting. Let me know where you guys are all watching from. So we've got a few people watching live. Uh, let, me where you, let me know where you guys are. Um, I can see 16 of you. Let me know the town, country, place in the world that you're, that you're all watching from in the comments. Let's get into it. Two questions that I really wanted to talk to. How do we deliver on our promises to our customers? So we make promises to our customers either because of the type of business that we're in or the industry that we're in. How do we deliver on our promises to our customers? And how do we deliver the objectives of our business plan? Now, I don't want you to get anxious right now and think, oh, we don't have a business plan. We haven't, you know, we haven't documented that. We haven't recorded that. You will have sort of an implied objective of your team, if it, even if it's not documented. We really want to be thinking about how do we deliver on those objectives of our business plan. What we want to be thinking about is we want to start to think about some of the statistics around the businesses that transitioned from good to great. So the work of Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great. If you haven't read Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, I'd highly recommend getting yourself a copy of that. In the book by Jim Collins, Good to Great, he talks about some of the core strategies of the businesses in history, the organizations in history that transitioned from good to great, not the organizations that lived the daily struggle. And what I can do for you over the next 12 months, if you engage with us and follow our content, even on a day-by-day -day basis, is I'll give you the silver bullets that are going to help your business to succeed. This organization best practice, it's succeeding because I'm leaning into the content and I'm listening to the advice of all of the mentors that write these great books and I'm implementing. I just want to talk to you about a definition because I need to build some foundations of these thoughts. The first one is what is a business? A business is defined as an organization or enterprising entity engaged in commercial, industrial, or professional activities. Businesses can be not-for-profit, they can be for-profit, uh, and they operate to fulfill a charitable, you know, if they're not-for-profit, will operate to fulfill a charitable mission or, or further a social cause. So a business is defined as an organization or enterprise engaged in commercial, industrial, or professional activities. The term business also refers to the organized efforts the term business also refers to the organized efforts and activities of individuals to produce and sell goods and services for profit. So even if you're a not-for-profit, you're selling for profit, you're not selling for loss because revenue's got to come in from somewhere. Businesses range obviously in scale from sole proprietors to international corporations. So this definition applies to all of us who are either running an organization or working in an organization, it's a business. And the key point there is the term business also refers to the organized efforts and activities of individuals to produce and sell goods and services. And even if you feel like your organization is not organized, not organized is a level of organization. So even if you feel like it's chaos, even if you feel like you're just like randomly reacting every single day and there's stuff going wrong and you're trying to fix stuff and improve stuff every single day, 
it is still a form of organization. Not organized is a form from, from zero being absolutely no organization to 10 being highly organized. Zero is a form of organization. And I just want you guys to understand that this is our opportunity to build on that and get a little bit better. Now, before I move into the next note, if you're following us in the notes or you can come back and rewatch the webinar and follow the notes, I'm gonna talk about organizational behavior. The one thing that I wanna point out here is that the context for all of us is this is about earning money. So all of us go to work to earn money. Yes, some of us do other social causes like volunteering for scout groups or volunteering for charitable causes, or I volunteer and teach people sailing every second Saturday. Those are voluntary activities, but most of us Monday to Friday go to work to earn money to survive. So I just want to also point out that, and this, and I'll come back to this, is that we are dealing, and some of you will laugh, but we are dealing with adults. Most of the time, for the most part, we're dealing with people from about 16 years old through to their mid 80s. Uh, our oldest employee here at Best Practice is in his mid 80s. Uh, we have our youngest employee here at Best Practice who is soon to turn 18 or soon to join our team and soon to turn 18. So we are talking about adults and the thing that we need to be mindful of when we're talking about management systems and everything that we're doing is we need to consider adult education. And that's probably one of the biggest gaps here is that we're not understanding that we are focusing on adults and we need to, we need to address the learning style and the absorption style of information of our audience. And that's one of the biggest things that we forget. We think that we need to go and write lots of documents for our organization because we need to have policies and procedures, but I guarantee you that no one's gonna read those because you and I on a day-to-day -day basis, we don't consume and read policies and procedures and instructions just to operate in our life. So we need to be mindful of that. So don't jump to the conclusion and, and, and go and say, right, I've got to write thousands of documents. You do need to give people guidelines and instructions but maybe not to the level of detail that you've, that you've currently got as your expectation. Think about some of the great master chefs on television and some of the great cooks on television. And think about they, how they train unskilled labor. They do TV shows that are inspiring and motivational and charismatic and they'll also write a cookbook and they'll also give you some guidelines on how to buy the ingredients for the, for the great meals that you wanna cook. So what I wanna do is I wanna give you this, this expectation that maybe we copy what's happening in the MasterChef world and we copy that format to give unskilled adults some guidance and advice on how to achieve some outcomes. Okay, let me get into the next definition, organizational behavior. Um, organizational behavior is the consideration of the ways people act within groups. Its principles are applied primarily in the attempts to make business operate more effectively. So that's there on slide number four in the notes. Um, organizational behavior is the consideration of the ways people act within groups. Its principles are applied primarily in the attempts to make, make business operate more effectively. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about groups of individuals that sit within an age category of being between about 17 and say, you know, mid 60s for the most part. And organizational behavior is considering how those people act within those groups. The study of organizational behavior includes areas of research dedicated to improving job performance. The study of organizational behavior includes areas of research dedicated to improving job performance, increasing job satisfaction, promoting innovation, and encouraging leadership. Each has its own recommended actions such as organizing groups, modifying compensation structures, changing methods of performance evaluation. 
And I can honestly say that when we start talking about how we leverage our business management system to to achieve better outcomes, I guarantee you that you are not analyzing A, your own performance or B, the performance of your organization and saying, what are we doing about that? We just continue to operate on a day-by-day basis. Just we go home exhausted. I did it last night. I went home exhausted after a board meeting. You know, then you've got to deal with the children and get, you know, beds and baths and dinner and all that sort of stuff sorted. And then there's some voluntary charity activity happening, you know, with a group of people coming around to our house last night. And, you know, all that ends at 11 o'clock last night. And then it's Groundhog Day. You get up in the morning and you've got to do it all again. And we just come into work because we're mentally exhausted. That I'm just talking about my last 24 hours. What we've got to be looking at is reviewing and checking in on our performance. And one of the things that Vanessa did for me this morning is she showed me a graph of how we tracked on some metrics last week. And we're analyzing our performance and we're saying, how do we keep this momentum? How do we keep going in the, in the great way that we're going right now? And so what I can say to you is if you want an area of your organization to improve, measure it. If you are measuring it and it's not going very well, ask yourself honestly, What am I doing about that? And if it's a priority, if it's a pain point for you, stop feeling the frustration, start looking into it and saying, what am I missing out on? Like, where should I have been last month? What was the gap? So last month or last week or last measurement period, what was my result? What was my target? What was the gap? I didn't hit my target. I didn't hit my result. What's the gap? That gap's pretty big. And think about all the opportunity you missed out on, particularly if it's a financial result. Think about that opportunity that you missed out on. You just lost that time. You put that in the bin. You know, maybe there was a gap of, let's talk numbers. Maybe the target was, you know, $10,000 worth of turnover for a particular part of the business and you only did $5,000. You now don't have that $5,000. Do you see it getting better or worse? Like you haven't got that $5,000 to use for something else. We want to be moving. And, And part of my objective here is to increase your pain. And the more I can increase your pain, the more I can get you thinking about the problem, the more likely you are to implement actions. And so I've got to bring it to your conscious. I've got to bring it to your awareness because if it's not conscious and you're not aware of it and you're ignoring it and you're putting your head in the sand, you're not going to do anything about it. And that applies across everybody in the business. That's one of the reasons why monitoring and measurement and graphs is so important. Like the best practice logo is a performance over time graph. Look at the performance, measure it, write the number down each week. Is it better or worse? If it's worse, what am I doing about that? Okay, next definition, management system. A management system is a set of policies, processes, procedures used by an organization to ensure that it can fulfill the tasks required to achieve its objectives. ISO 9001 is an example. That's what we're all about here at Best Practice. We're about following international guidelines. People have worked it out. ISO 9001, they've worked it all out. They've, they've basically, globally, there's 1.8 million companies following that methodology to run their organization. They're all continuing to operate. They're looking to the future. They're forecasting. They're tracking their performance. They've got graphs. They've got monitoring and measurement. Yes, it might sound like hard work, but it's the hard work that gives them survival. If you don't do this hard work, then you're probably going to fail. So you might as well fail fast. I think that's probably my piece of advice there. So management system set of policies, processes, and procedures used by an organization to ensure that it can fulfill the tasks required to achieve its objectives. Okay, let me give you a scenario, tell you a little story. I'm walking, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling, and I do a lot of travel. I'm walking down a dark alleyway to get to my hotel in a city that I've, I haven't been to. I don't know the people, I don't know the culture. I'm walking down this dark alleyway, um, and look it's, look, it's a rough place. I don't know where I am, I don't know what's going on. And I get confronted with someone in that alleyway. And yes, okay, I'm feeling a little bit threatened. 
Now, would I be better off as a highly trained, highly practiced karate specialist that has learned the 4,000 karate moves and I've practiced them over and over and over again. And for me, it's just automatic in terms of being able to defend myself. So in terms of knowing the policy process procedure to defend myself as a karate specialist or just not be the karate specialist and just make it up as I go and hope for my survival. Because I guarantee you that 90% of you out there are just hoping for your survival. You're not looking at the scenarios, you're not looking at the information, you're not reading the books, you're not following the content, you're just hoping for survival and hope is not a strategy. So I'm in this dark alleyway and I'm being confronted and I'm being threatened and you, or you're being threatened, would you prefer to be the highly trained karate specialist or the person who's just going to basically figure it out? Like I'm, I've watched, watched a few Bruce Lee movies, I'm actually going to get there, I'm all good. So management systems are all about having a set of policies, processes and procedures to be used by your organization, by your team to follow because you've figured out how to do things, you're going to achieve your objectives. So learning karate is all about figuring out how to do things in a controlled, safe environment. So when you actually need it, you can defend yourself. So here's the silver bullet of the day. I make lots of book recommendations to lots of you guys out there. And in the, if you're in the Best Practice Mastermind group, it's free to join. Best Practice Mastermind, search that on Facebook. Join the free, there's three questions to answer. Answer the questions, get into the Best Practice Mastermind group. I want you in there. I want you participating. Those books that I'm recommending have already figured out how to do things. All you need to do is read the book, implement what they've said. You don't need to write a policy or procedure. You just read the book, you implement what they've said in your context, and that is going to give you the silver bullet to solve the problem. So judge the book by its cover. We've got a sales challenge here at Best Practice at the moment. We're reading a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. I'm following the advice of Chet Holmes and I'm saying, hey, this is great. In fact, I've actually given you some of his advice. It's coming up in a couple of slides time. So in terms of leveraging your system, it's my belief that your business management system doesn't necessarily need to include all of your own policies and procedures systems that you write yourself. You can draw on external resources, draw on some of the videos in our YouTube channel, some of the guidance and advice that we've given you in our YouTube channel. Just put, just put that into your management system. When someone says, I've got a challenge, watch Kobe's video on XYZ or a sales video or something like those sorts of things. So other people's content, other people's guidance, other people's advice, just like the cookbooks in your kitchen are going to give you guidance to achieve your business outcomes. So in terms of leveraging your management system, as you're starting to build and improve, bring other people's processes into your organization, other people's guidance and advice, just in the same way as you bring other people's cookbooks into your kitchen until you figure out your own recipes. I hope my analogy is working for you. Um, I'm using it as a mirror. I'm also using that on myself and I'm getting nods from everybody in here in the room. So I'm making some sense, which is great. Okay, a couple of did you knows. Did you know that 60% of businesses fail in the first three years? Less than half of 1% of businesses ever deliver on their business plan's goal. So that means that you are all working for, and, and if, a, if 100 people were watching this, and 100 people will eventually see this, that only half of one of those businesses, so one in 200 businesses, one in 200 businesses ever achieves its financial goal. So that is why you're feeling like you're just hustling to survive every day, because you're basically going to be one of the statistics. You're either the one in 200, you're either the 60 in 200, sorry, 60%, so it's 120 in 200 are going to fail. 
So we've got, what do we got left? We've got 40 um, out of 200. We've got 39 businesses out of 200 are going to just feel struggle past the three-year mark. Okay, here's the reasons why. Uh, top four reasons why. Lack of adequate cash flow from customers. So we haven't got a good cash flow model. So you just basically haven't got money to do the things. Haven't got money to spend on training. Haven't got money to hire better people. Haven't got money to buy skills. Haven't got money to buy better raw materials. Uh, you've got poor a, a poor business model. You've got poor management of profit margins, pay, payment cycles for products or services, uh, uh, integrating your um, elements of managing your pie chart, which is your profit and loss. I can talk more about that. The third one, which is really relevant to this web webinar, is that inadequate management team skills. Now, that's not a bad thing to say you've got inadequate management team skills. It's just saying it's a signal to say, what are we doing about that? We need to lift our skills. We need to do more learning and development. Lack of adequate promotion of products and services. The number one way, the silver bullet way to fix your organization is to promote more. I guarantee it. The more you promote, the more work you will get. The more you promote, the more clients you'll have. The more you promote, the more attention you've got. Every day that goes by that your organization is not promoting, you're losing the opportunity to solve problems because when you promote, you get more work. When you get more work in any organization, more customers, more sales, there's more money to solve problems and money is what solves problems. So then in my view, probably the way to fix most things in organizations is to do more promotion. But also, once we've got that happening, start to build so we've got adequate management team skills solving problems. Uh, just flipping over, I've got a couple more hot ones for you. Did you also know that some of the other big challenges, and this might you might have already said this, I'm asking you guys what challenges you've got in the next quarter. Um, quality forecasting and uncertainty about the future. Are you uncertain about 2020? Potentially, yes. Ever-increasing compliance requirements, everybody's worried about that challenge. Team capability and onboarding, I saw that. I saw that in one of the comments there. I think that might have been from Mel. Um, if it's Mel or Dave watching, uh, team capability and onboarding, technology advancement. We're all worried about how the technology is advancing. Look at this amazing technology. I'm just sitting here in best practice HQ, broadcasting live to you guys on YouTube. Exploding data, what do we do about that? Customer service and brand management. We ran a survey yesterday. Some of you may have received it if you're a commercially engaged client here of us at Best Practice, a net promoter score survey, which were, I think we entitled customer, what was it? Customer satisfaction. Suggestion box. So we sent an email out yesterday, customer satisfaction suggestion box, because I want the negative comments. I want the, the issues that people have got, and I'm basically trying to elicit that out of people. It's great to get the compliments. That's excellent, and thank you very much, because lots of people gave us compliments. But I also want to know the people that are really suffering as a result. You know, they're, they're suffering because we've made a mistake. Uh, they're suffering because maybe they're not thinking, their, their mindset's not right. They're taking it out on us. That's excellent. It gives me an opportunity to help people to improve. But I want you to be asking that. Maybe you could consider, here's a note for you. Grab a pen right now if you're not already taking notes. Go and research net promoter score. It's one number. It's the ultimate in terms of reviewing your customer satisfaction. Asking your customers how likely on a score of one to not to 10 are they to refer you and your services to friends or family or colleagues. And it's, and it's from naught to 10. And you really want to be starting to look at that. If they're saying, well, I'm not very likely, well, then you're not actually looking after your customers. You're not doing the right thing from a brand management perspective. It comes back to promotion. Okay. There's an activity in terms of business management system. I said we'd start to talk about leveraging your business management system. Uh, some of the information I've got today is predicated on the fact that you've watched some of our other webinars. I've talked about management review. 
Management review is probably one of the big takeaways, the big gold nuggets in Jim Collins' book that I just spoke about, Good to Great, which is the off-site quarterly meeting. Work, working on your organization, working on your team, working on your, um, just getting some messages here, um, working on your team, working on your business once a quarter. It's very important to stop for one day every 12 weeks and start to think about the future debrief on how the last quarter went. So you basically got to stop the game. It's exactly the same as a high performance sports team. They stop, they review their performance and off they go again. No one says that we have to keep our organizations operating every single day from nine to five. And I want to give you another analogy. There's two um, there's two forestry guys. Um, what do we call a wood chopping guy out in the forest and they're cutting down trees. One guy is cutting down, he's got his saw and he's sawing trees all day, every day. And the other guy, he keeps stopping and sitting on a stool. So we got these two guys. The first guy, he's like working his butt off his sweat, he's covered in dirt and everything. He's cutting down trees, he's using his saw and he's cutting down trees and he's, he's hustling all day. Doesn't stop all day, burns himself out, drops on the ground, collapsed at the end of the day. The other guy, he keeps sitting down every hour. They get to the end of the day and the guy that's been hustling has got a pretty good pile of cut timber and the other guy that's been sitting down every hour, his timber pile, the, the trees and the logs that he's cut down for timber or wood, double the size of the other guy. And the other guys, I don't understand this. I've been hassling all day, the whole day. I'm exhausted, but your pile is double. You kept sitting down. Why were you sitting down? He's like, well, I wasn't actually sitting down. I was stopping every hour to sharpen my saw. So my question to you is we get up with this expectation, whether we're in a team, we're working in a team, you know, maybe you're not leading people right now. Maybe you're just participating as part of a team, part of a management system. If you don't stop to sharpen your, your saw, you will be less effective. And so it is important that on a quarterly basis, the business stops to sharpen its saw. It's got to go, what processes is working? What's not working? What went wrong? What went right? Can we follow some of the principles of appreciative inquiry? Can we double down on our strengths? So get everybody to just do their strengths. Stop trying to improve people's weaknesses. Hire people whose strength is a weakness for the business. That's how we go forward. That's what I'm doing here at Best Practice. That's how I'm growing this organization. There's tons of stuff that I'm not very good at. I'm not an amazing, like, okay, look, I'm not a bad manager of people. I'm not a bad leader. I'm an inspiring person but I'm not very good at doing things like performance reviews. Okay, great. I hire somebody who loves doing performance reviews with people, loves actually coaching and mentoring people. I don't have that talent where I know exactly what to do and follow the steps. I can rub off on people and I can transmit my energy like I'm doing to you guys right now to motivate you guys, but I'm basically closing our weaknesses with, with strengths. I'm going out into the employment marketplace and I'm hiring people that have done it before, made the mistakes, passionate about it, love it, get it, want it, and capacity. So in terms of leveraging your management system, it's very, very, very important. Do that for me right now. Pull out your iPhone, your smartphone, your whatever mobile phone you've got, open up your calendar, and I want you to book four days. Book for me four days. These will be your management review. Those of you that are watching because you're following ISO, you know, ISO 9001 quality management or ISO 14001 environment management or, or ISO 45001 for safety or ISO 27001 for data security, you've got your structured risk management system and we certify you. This is your management review. For everybody else watching, I want you to stop. I want you, you, yourself, stop yourself every quarter, every 12 weeks and have that day to plan the next 12 weeks, plan the sprint. 
take some time, go out for breakfast, you know, have a bit of a rest day, read some books, do some study, look at your performance, look at your bank account, look at what you're trying to achieve, look at the business, look at the business's financial results, you have to stop. If you don't stop to sharpen your saw, if you don't stop to maintain your tools, if you don't stop to maintain your equipment, if you don't stop to improve your knowledge, if you don't stop to review your performance, how do you know how you're going? Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. So there is a slide there that says three ideas on improving some aspect of the organization or area of the organization. This is an exercise that's it's almost like a stop now and do this exercise. Take a few minutes after this webinar to write down your ideas on improving. You have to write down your ideas on improving three aspects of the organization. It could be a good area of the organization you want to get better or it could be a poor area of the organization that you want to improve. But after this webinar, do me that favor. I'm giving you permission that after this webinar, while you've got momentum, don't just rush off and do something for the next half an hour. Stop for half an hour. Just write down for a few minutes three ideas on, on, on areas of improvement that you can make in your organization, your team, your area. If in a couple of minutes you can write more than three, keep writing. Because in management review, it's about identifying those opportunities for improvement, identifying those things that we want to do. And in management review in ISO speak says, hey, we're gonna get the management together. We're gonna to look at what our outputs are. What are the changes we're gonna make? What training do we need? What process changes do we need to make? What opportunities for improvement are there? How are we gonna roll it out? I'm gonna give you the strategy, the rollout strategy in a second, in a couple of slides time, in three slides time. Okay. As you get your team involved, doing more management system and, and leveraging this, I want you to start to think about deploying some empathy. And I said I would talk about deploying empathy 360 from a 360 degree perspective. The definition of empathy is about putting yourself in the other people's shoes or someone else's shoes and seeing the situation from their context. Starting to ask the question, what are they experiencing? What are they feeling? What are they thinking? What are they seeing? What's their context? And you starting to feel that, see that, really immerse yourself in that experience that other person's having. Now, when I talk about deploying Empathy 360, I'm also saying that you wanna teach people how to do that themselves. So even the two people here in the room with me right, right now, them deploying themselves, come and sit in my seat. What's my experience as the leader? And Empathy 360 is like, yes, okay, you've gotta start as the leader, you've gotta deploy it yourself, but also you wanna to start to say, okay, how could they do it? So how could they understand, from their perspective, how could they understand my perspective and my context? And so do me a favor after this webinar, go and Google the definition of empathy and really start asking the question, how do we deploy empathy from a customer's perspective? How do we deploy empathy from other people in our team's perspective? How do we teach other people in our team to deploy empathy with us? And it's gonna help us to get a better contextual view of what's happening in our organization. So we start with why. Simon Sinek talks about that, start with why. If you can start everything with why, and it's really simple, why we're doing this, start with why. Not what we're gonna do or how we're gonna do it or what's gonna go on or what the metrics, start with why. My vision and mission and purpose here at Best Practice is to inspire improvement in 100 million companies. That's what I'm passionate about. I've been involved with organizations that have gone south and gone pear-shaped and it creates an emotional wreckage for people. It creates emotional baggage that people carry through the rest of their life. It, it, it can create huge disasters and it's really not where we want to be. 60% of businesses failing in the first three years and I was 
the subject of one of those businesses failing um, back in my teenage years. So I want you guys to be aware of that. My, my objective, my mission, I should have started with this. I'm here, I'm passionate about improving organizations for all of the great benefits that organizations can have. Particularly, let's just quickly talk about world peace and poverty and, um, and hunger and, 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 and all those sorts of things. Let's talk about the global solutions for some of those problems. Well, I think we can safely say that politics is not going to solve some of the environment problems globally. It's certainly not going to solve poverty. It's not going to solve some of the, the issues with, with uh, the breaking out of conflict. Military is not really going to solve conflict. It's not going to solve poverty. It's not going to solve um, global hunger. Religion's definitely not going to do it. You know, most of the wars through the history of the human race have been based on religion and who's got the best imaginary friend. So we can talk about that. We can say, well, religion's not going to do it. So politics isn't going to do it. Military's not going to do it. Religion's not going to do it. It's my view that the solution to global problems like the environment and climate change and poverty and hunger is going to come from business. That's the, that's the only social engine, in my view, that is really going to start to solve some of these problems. And once people can get over the fact that it's not about you know, profiteering and scalping, it's about actually how we manage cash flow. Businesses employ lots of people, give them opportunities to earn their way out of hunger, poverty, all that sort of stuff. That by and large, I think you could argue that politics creates hunger and poverty and conflict. Religion creates hunger, poverty and conflict. And military creates hunger, poverty and conflict. Yes, there may be some isolated situations where business hasn't done the right thing by people in terms of environmental change. But largely speaking, it's those other areas. So it's my view in terms of inspiring, inspiring improvement in 100 million companies that business can be a huge solution for lots and lots of people to empower themselves with skills and competency and training to better, better ways of life. So the golden circle is people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And, and when you're looking at the notes that we've emailed out to everybody, Simon Sinek is talking about people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So pitch people on why. When you're trying to empower your team and engage them in what you're doing, pitch them on why. Not how or what, what the tactic strategy, you know, we're going to tie our shoelaces this particular way, this is the food we're going to eat, this is going to be how we operate. Pitch them on why, why you are doing what you are doing. Okay. Um, when I said I would give you the tactics, the 10 tactics I'm about to talk about, and you can have a look at them in the slides, in the comments. Um, we'll put the PDF in the, uh, the link to the PDF that you can download and get the notes. And then I'm going to go through the questions in a second. So if you've got a question for me, start throwing them in the comments because I can see them there on the dashboard. I'm going to get to them in a second. Um, management, the, manage, the ultimate workshop to improve the organization. So a couple of minutes ago, we talked about, I want you to go away after this webinar and I want you to write down three statistics, three, sorry, three areas, three potential areas of improvement in your organization. We can run it through this process. So there's 10 steps, they're in the notes. Get everyone to feel the pain. If people aren't feeling the problem, if people aren't feeling the why, then they're not going to be engaged in the process. For those of you, one of the most for those of you that have leadership that can't, you can't get buy-in or you can't get your team to buy-in or you can't get people on board, it's because they don't feel the pain. They don't feel the pain, so they're not interested in your solution. They're not interested in your tactic, the thing, the project, the thing that you want to do. They're not interested in it because they're not feeling the pain. You've got to get people to feel the pain. The number one rule in sales when you're selling something is to elevate pain. Someone's come to you and said, I want to buy your thing. You say, okay, great. What's the, what's the, what's the problem you're trying to solve in your life? Like, why are you guys even watching this webinar? Because you're saying, well, we want to improve our organization. We want to get better engagement of people. We want to understand how to be more effective. We want to run, understand how we can get a better return on our investment. Okay, how's that feel for you right now? 
It couldn't be going very well. Can you see it? If you don't do anything about it, is it going to get better or worse? Right now, I'm pitching to you. Like I'm, I'm elevating your pain. I'm not giving you a solution right now. Okay. If you're feeling pain, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling like your leadership won't buy in, if you're feeling like your team won't buy in, if you're feeling like your business is not doing as well as it should, you're not getting to the point. You know that you're destined for bigger things. You know that your organization's got a huge amount of potential. You know your team's got potential. You know you've got a huge amount of potential. You know you can go on to great things, but you're really suffering right now. It's not where it should be. You look at the numbers, they're not where they need to be. I've got a silver bullet for you. Are you interested? I just did a sales pitch on you. I elevated your pain. So tip number one, you've got to elevate pain so people can really think about, play the movie in their head of the pain that they're feeling. Yes, they become more open to listening for the potential solution, tip, trick, tactic, project, strategy that you've got to implement. Hold a workshop to generate solutions. If you can talk about the problem, your team, the people around you, they're going to be participating in that every day and they potentially going to have some good contribution to solutions. Don't expect the final solution to come from the very first workshop. We're implementing and then we're revising, we're tweaking, we're improving. A lot of you have heard me say, perfect practice makes perfect. Revisions make perfect. Here at Best Practice, we're doing thousands of social media posts um, a month at the moment. And it's something that, that our improvement is coming with that huge quantity. So quantity drives quality. I want you to do it more frequently, more often, and you're going to get better at it. So generate solutions. Don't write off those solutions because it's not going to work. Like implement it, try it. Okay, develop a conceptual solution or a conceptual process. Then a leader or a top talent person in the organization needs to personally implement that and test it. That's critical. Set a deadline for the testing and, and, and the evolution, if you like, the implementation, the testing pilot project, if you like. Capture the step-by-step -step process. Teach others the new process. And this is this 360-degree teaching we've been talking about with the learning pyramid. Have another workshop to make improvements and adjustments and get feedback. Monitor the statistics on the new process and measure and reward the outcome. Those 10 points I've written here in the notes that I just went through are what you are meant to be doing in your management reviews in your quarterlies. When you're looking at how the organization went, in thinking about the next three months, what does success look like? Success looks like X, that's the thing we want to improve. Follow those 10 steps for that thing you want to improve. That's the silver bullet, it's right there. Okay, you can follow the process on, um, and if you're looking at the notes, we can go back to ISO and the international standards, um, ISO 9001, the quality management system standard. They sit on plan, do, check, act. And now I gave it to you there in 10 steps. Plan what you want to do, go and do it, check how we're going, make some improvements, act on those improvements. It's the, it's the four step cycle to continual improvement. Okay, I'm out of sync here with my notes. I think I've only got one to go. Okay, and the last thing I want to talk to you about is focusing on outcomes. I want you to monitor and measure, track your performance. Get on the scales every, if you want to lose weight, get on the scales every morning. How'd you go today? Not very well, you went up in weight. Okay, think about it, readjust it. Um, so, so monitor your performance, have a look at your bank balance. If you want your bank balance to be bigger, have a look at it every day. What am I doing today to make my bank balance bigger? What, you know, I want to store more money so I can take that money and invest it. Saving money doesn't exist. No one ever saves money. The money that's in your bank account's not your money. It's someone else's money. You're going to use it to do something. It's not your money. So you're not saving money. You're storing money. Your money is in someone else's pocket. It's in your boss's pocket or your employer's pocket or your customer's pocket. 
So you're going to do more work to get more of that money out of their pocket, store it, and then invest it somewhere so it makes itself more money. That's So just stop saying save money as an example. Focus on outcomes. That's the money example. If you've got performance strategies and tactics that you want to talk about in your organization, focus on the outcomes. What's the outcome? What's the, what's the ideal situation? What's the five-star version of the situation that you want to achieve? Okay, um, let me have a look at some of these questions on this laptop right here. Okay, so I'm looking at it. Type it right now because I'm looking at the questions right now. If you've got questions, um, let me just quickly go through here. Um, okay, uh, challenge number one, engage my organization for our new standards, which are philosophically very different to any previous standards. Okay, philosophically different. Uh, maybe you can, um, uh, Kai, maybe you can uh, explain a little bit further in the comments. I'll come back to that. Really, I hope I've talked about what the process is in terms of plan, do, check, act, and that should apply anywhere. It's pretty generic and you follow that. But really, what we want to be doing is we want to be thinking about what, in thinking about the next 12 weeks, what does success look like? In thinking about the last 12 weeks, what went wrong? In thinking about the next 12 weeks, what, what could go wrong? And what are we doing about that? Really, that's, you know, philosophically, that's what we want to do. In terms of getting buy-in from people, the best way to get buy-in from people is to have them feel the pain. Maybe show them the numbers, show them the statistics, then they're going to go looking for solutions. Humans are designed to move away from pain. We've heard of fight or flight. It's because something's painful or something's going to be scary. We're either going to fight or we're going to have flight. But humans are designed to move away from pain. That's why we have a nervous system that feels pain. And so you have people feeling pain. They're going to be more engaged, more likely to learn and develop and improve if they feel pain. Okay, um, engaging staff to update currency and competencies. Again, uh, probably the number one sales pitch there is, is to have people understand the pain or the need or the requirement. So talk more about the requirements, then they'll get thinking about what it is that they need to do. And sometimes that's the step that we miss. Um, Jojo, please could you help me with my assignment in security management? Uh, yeah, um, send me a message on LinkedIn with some more information there. Uh, one of the great ways to engage with me, if you're not already following me on LinkedIn, jump on LinkedIn, search Kobe Simat, hit the follow button. Uh, we've got tons of great content. And if you have got a personal question for me anytime after this webinar or any, any particular time, hit me with, um, hit me with a LinkedIn, personal LinkedIn message. Uh, improving time management and planning for 2020, auditing consulting business. Uh, I think I've covered that for you. Um, make sure that you're setting aside one day every 12 weeks to do your quarterly. Um, in any organization, in any team, every single team needs to be doing that. Um, hello, New Zealand. Um, hello, Victoria. My challenge is raising awareness and engagement with quality management as a business as usual practice rather than periodic initiative. Melanie, forget using the word quality management. Don't use it in the organization. Just bring awareness to your business management system. Don't introduce a new word. Don't introduce new language. Go and engage with your audience and, and listen, listen to them. Listen to, hey, I've got this challenge. What always happens? What are you frustrated about? You say, hey, how about we get together once a quarter and we discuss this, really solve it. Let's just solve one really big important issue for the business every quarter. Get together, have a session. Now that's your management system. That's your quality management system. That's your, that's your management reviews operating. So please, my advice to you is don't use quality management as a term. Don't try and pitch them on, we need to manage quality. Just say, hey guys, Let's work together in a team format once a quarter and improve one small thing in the organization. 
And if you can do that once a quarter, then you're basically gonna have four improvements over the year. With my team, I do it every Monday. We look every Monday at something that we can improve, that we talk about, we have that team meeting. We don't always improve something every week, but we've done it 52 times a year. So just engage in a concept of identifying a challenge, a problem, looking at how we're gonna measure the results and effectiveness, that's your management system. So Melanie, my advice to you is stop using quality management system as a term and use business management system, business improvement, and you'll get more people will listen. They're like, oh, Melanie's really engaged. She really wants to help the organization to improve. Uh, Greg uh, Juson, our COO here at Best Practice, has this great little thing. He calls it a whiffem. What's in it for me? If you can show people what's in it for them, that, that their job's going to be easier, less frustrating, less administration, what's in it for them, the why. Your why is if you start with why. I'm really passionate about helping you to improve your work processes and be more efficient and effective so it's less frustrating and you can go home on time. That's the sales pitch to them. They go, oh, cool. I like that why. I'm engaged. So uh, Jojo's saying, how can you help me? Uh, that's a random question. Um, you, I could help you. You could watch our YouTube channel every day. Um, okay. Um, you could read all of our, our LinkedIn articles or jump on our website. Um, you could come to our business conference. For those of you that aren't aware, on the 26th and 27th of uh, February 2020 is the Best Practice 2020 Vision Business Summit. It's here in Sydney. Discounted tickets, the price, we've left the discounted tickets. Uh, they were meant to close yesterday. Uh, the price is gonna go up. Jump onto bestpractice.biz forward slash 2020 vision uh, to see all of the information about our business summit. We announced through the first three speakers yesterday, more announcements for speakers coming up over the next couple of weeks. The discounted tickets right now are discounted because we haven't finalized bookings on the venue because we're not entirely confident on exactly the numbers yet and we haven't finalized exactly the speakers. So you guys who are engaging with us and you know we do great content, you know our summit's gonna be amazing. Our magazine's amazing. The summit's gonna be like a live version of our certified magazine. So uh, jumping on and buying your tickets right now to get the best price because what's gonna happen is the price is gonna go up as I show you the huge amount of value that's gonna come. So for those of you that are not confident right now because not enough information, that's okay. You'll be paying a higher price later on. But if you want the significantly discounted price, you're gonna lose it in about 48 hours. We've left the discounted prices open because we're running this webinar today. Okay, so uh, the website again, bestpractice.biz forward slash 2020 vision. Uh, we'll post the link to that in the comments. Actually, if one of my team's listening, you can drop that link in the comments. Um, okay, so uh, raising staff and management awareness. I think I've talked about that uh, for you, Melanie. Uh, Pamela Martin, automated management system for QMS. Um, look, again, I mentioned stop talking about quality. An automated management system for your business management system. If you really want to look at a piece of software, I would recommend Lucidity Software. Reach out to Rob Cruz. If you need links or context, contacts for that, shout to us. Uh, Lucidity, L-U-C-I-D-I-T-Y. Uh, they sponsored the first couple of issues of our certified magazine. They're great guys, got a great business management system tool there that you can use to manage all your compliance requirements. Uh, that would probably be the better of the software packages out there at this point in time that I've seen. Uh, they used to sponsor our magazine, not anymore. Um, so there's no, uh, no kickback for me there. Um, hello, Stan, um, how are you? Uh, Jose, uh, how do you practice leadership when one has never had the opportunity to manage three to six people under oneself? Have you ever worked for anybody, Jose? Practice leading and managing up. In the absence of a, a leader, a leader steps up. So leaders, 
leaders don't manage people. I don't manage people. I serve people. I am I am serving 30 people here at Best Practice. In fact, the group is 50 people. I am at the bottom, not the top. So the first thing I want you to stop thinking about, stop having this ego that says, well, I'm this ego. I'm sitting in an office and all those people out there work for me. They don't work for you. You work for them. Business owners like myself, we work 24-7. We hardly get paid anything. So get this mindset out of your head that I'm going to manage people. All that's happening is you're basically investing. You're paying money. You're being given $10,000, to invest in people to have them create some value. So you're, really, you're managing investments. You're not managing people. You're serving people. So that's me deploying empathy to people. Okay, have I got a development plan for every single person around me? So, so Jose, the first thing that you could do in terms of being a great leader is start talking to the people that you sit beside, you work with, you interact with, and asking them what's their development plan, what is their challenge, and have them think about their challenge, feel the pain because of their challenge, and start improving themselves. Okay, um, uh, just looking at usernames, MKF group, developing business unit objectives and targets that are measurable and effective. Um, have you got a clear picture of your organization's performance? What's an area of performance in your organization you want to improve? Write that down. And then what would that look like if you were to graph it? So if you were to draw the graph, the performance over time graph, if you like, and it starts to, you know, like our, our best practice performance over time graph here, what's one area of the organization you want to improve? If you can draw a graph and you can put a dot on that graph, that becomes an objective and target. Start there. Um, keep it really simple. So just say, what's an area of our business we would like clearer view of performance? And then what's a target that we want to get to in that particular area? That's the most meaningful way to get measurable and effective objectives and targets. What's a good example of a process audit? What marketing did you do at the top of your funnel to identify a customer? What did you do to actually do the business development and sell that customer? How did you close the deal? How does your team know what to deliver to that customer? Was the process, the product, the service, the whatever the process was to deliver to that customer, how did that go? How do people know what to do? What training have they had? What's involved? Who's doing it? Did it get sent to the customer, delivered to the customer, serve the customer? Was the customer happy? That's a process audit. Um, in line with MHF's question, how experienced or qualified should internal auditors be when assisting with the internal audits? Um, two things. If you're a current client of best practice, you can get free internal auditor training on the training academy. Uh, if you're not a client of best practice, like a current certified client, you can purchase the internal auditors course. How qualified? I don't think you need a qualification. You need the skills. You need the learning. You need the knowledge. You don't need a qualification. You need skills, learning and knowledge. And you can get that from our course. Um, I think to be able to do peer process reviews, that need to identify or want to identify opportunities for improvement in the business. I think experience in your organization is more than more important than being a qualified auditor. So jump on and consume. There's free webinars here. There's an internal auditors webinar. There's one of our most viral YouTube videos from my bad hair day about seven years ago. That's the video that's going viral for us here at Best Practice is on tips from an internal auditor or tips from a CEO. So just search internal audit, go into our YouTube channel and then search inside the channel for internal audits. There's a bunch of free videos uh, or alternatively go to the best, bestpracticeeducation.com.au bestpractice and scroll down and purchase the internal auditors course. Uh, that, buying those training courses, like spending money and investing 
with us is what allows us to produce this all this free content for you guys. In fact, actually, on that, when you consume free content, I guarantee that only one person watching this webinar will actually implement what I've said. So my, prove me wrong. And my point is, you've got no skin in the game. I paid $25,000 a couple of months for a course, a two-day course on a weekend, $25,000 Australian dollars for a two-day course. I am busting my balls to get my return on investment. When you consume free content, whether someone gives you a book or whether you watch a YouTube video, I guarantee you won't implement because you've got no skin in the game. If you are serious about improvement, if you are serious about actually wanting to go somewhere with your organization or in life, invest in yourself. And when I say invest, spend money. Buy training courses, actually spend the money, hand over the cash because you're like, that $1,000, I need my $1,000 back. You will be invested. When I say invested, it's not just time. It's like you like it and you're emotional and you love it. When you hand over money, you will actually get better results. I guarantee it. Absolutely. You have to spend money to make money. You have to spend money to get improvement. So stop trying to think that, oh, you know, you become the smartest person in the room with all the knowledge, but zero ability to execute because you felt no pain. Now, the pain I've felt is I spent 25 grand. That was really painful. It was money that I didn't have. I borrowed that money to basically invest in that particular course and it's paying massive dividends. You can measure the results on an enormous graph. I don't have a picture of that graph right now, but I could show you the results that are, that are happening. Our graph is like going like this. It's crazy as a result. Um, okay, so um, I hope that answered your question. Um, so go and buy the internal auditors course would be my recommendation so you can learn how to do internal audits with us here at Best Practice and you'll get better results. Um, how, do you stimulate, how do you simulate so many books on leadership and management and how do you get everyone on board on the same page when they may not have been so engaged with the latest trends and developments? We train everybody that wants to engage. It's available to everybody here at Best Practice every morning for 30 minutes. Daily training, like practicing karate, going to the gym. You know, are we all really good at eating? Yes, why? Because we do it every day, yeah? Why are we not very good at running our organizations? Because we're not actually learning and developing ourselves every day. If you wanna get really good at something, you gotta practice every day. Pretty simple. So Jose, that's my answer to the question. Uh, people get engaged by culture. I've got to be charismatic. I've got to be in the right mood, the right mind frame, you know, mindset. Uh, those are the ways that I get people engaged. Um, how are we going for time? A couple more minutes and then we'll close it off. Um, leaders can support and enable their team members. That's correct. Thank you um, to the Antrim clan. Um, what's your favorite motivational quote? I'll come, I'll come back to that one. Um, <laughs> yes, Stan, I'm talking about you. Um, don't wish you it was easier, wish you were better. I agree, Hugh. Okay, Jose, my most favorite motivational quote is, the service you give to others is the rent you pay for your space on earth. Uh, that's it from me. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, excellent session. Um, I hope, uh, check your email if you didn't see the slides. We've sent that out. Uh, we'll post the link to that. We're going to try and drop that um, the notes from today somewhere publicly so you can access it. Um, check out the Training Academy. And if you haven't got yourself a copy of issue five of Certified Magazine, um, this is available for download. Um, and it went out. Um, so it's on the mailing list for about, what, a thousand people got mailed this out. Uh, if you do want a hard copy, uh, send us a message uh, to the marketing team here at Best Practice and we'll see. We've got some spare copies there we can mail out. Um, otherwise, there'll be issue six of this magazine will be available exclusively to the people at the conference. 
Uh, a couple of things about that, uh, for those of you that don't know, if you are ISO certified company, there was an insert, this little insert that just dropped out, is all about quality trade. Qualitytrade.com is the exclusive tendering website for companies that are ISO certified for basically for looking at tenders and getting work. So if you've got ISO certification, qualitytrade.com is the website to check out. So all the ISO certifications uh, globally for the IAF are going onto that website. And then people purchasing, like global purchasing, uh, all of the government departments uh, at all levels in Australia will eventually be moving all their tenders onto this particular website. If you're not ISO certified, you won't be allowed on the website, you won't be allowed to tender on that particular work. So check out qualitytrade.com. Uh, and obviously there's the flyer for the 2020 Business Summit. Okay, um, that's it for me. I'm gonna stop talking because I'm running out of voice. Thank you everybody. We will see you uh, on the next webinar. The webinar dates are in the back of Certified Magazine. Uh, the next date is the 13th of November. Make your internal audits short and effective. Uh, so we'll be talking about peer process reviews, how to get managers and supervisors and people in your team engaged in helping to improve the, and identify improvements in the business. Okay, um, thank you for commenting yes or no. Uh, even if you're watching this after the live event, let me know whether you liked the webinar. Uh, is there any extra information you would have liked to get out of it? And I'll look at all of the comments. If you're not following me already on LinkedIn, jump on LinkedIn today, please. Jump on LinkedIn, search Kobe Simmet, hit the blue follow button, and you're gonna to get to be able to interact with a lot of our great content that's coming out. Uh, we've got a great Instagram page, so look for me on Instagram, Kobe Simmet on Instagram, Kobe Simmet on Facebook. There's a public figure page there. It's a picture of me, picture with one of the cameras. Uh, look for that profile on Facebook. That's where I'm putting all of my content and all of my effort on my Facebook page. What else we got? Great insights tab on the best practice uh, website. So go to bestpractice.biz click through to the certification business and you'll see the insights tab, great blog articles. Alexi is like cranking it out right now, about three articles a day on average. What else we got? Lots of stuff. And if you haven't hit subscribe on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So turn on your notifications, you'll get all our videos as they get posted. I hope this has been helpful. This has been Kobe Simmet. I'm signing out. I'll see you next time on Best Practice TV. Bye for now.